What's in the queue? 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 I have noticed that there are sometimes there are some documentaries that I don't agree with their setup. I don't agree with their their timeline. I don't agree with like how they present the information. Well, and maybe it's just for the fact that we have to take notes on it. Like I think like yes. watching it it's good. Maybe. But like when you have to like you know, do a book report. What, what like do you mean, we do. What do you mean we picked a hobby with homework? I, I don't, I, I don't right. understand what you're talking about. I, I'm starting to get that way. I'm starting to be like, what did we do? <laughs> <laughs> but like, I enjoy this half of it. Oh my God, right? <laughs> like the sitting down and chatting about it part is fantastic. But it's starting to get to the point where I'm like, I gotta take notes. And like the first time I go through the documentary, I'm like, I'm usually just yelling. Right. And like, which is great because I'm watching this stuff at work. And, like, the, the next episode, because we have a real fucked up one Ooh. coming next week, like, yeah. the, the dude working next to me that day that I was watching it was, like, watching me watch it and was like, <laughs> I gotta go watch this thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. Oh, my goodness. How has your life been? I almost died. Okay. That's a vague statement. Sorry. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> no, um... So I took that yoga class, right? Right, right, right. The air, and like, we have not talked about this. Like, I've been uh-uh. dying to talk to you about this. So I go to this class. It's an aerial yoga class, right? Like, I showed you some of, I showed you some of the stuff that, like, they wanted to do yeah. in the course and stuff like that. And, wow, it's really tough. <laughs> um, right. There were two other new girls. Okay. There was a girl who, this was her first aerial hammock class but she'd done like that hoop and some of the ribbons and stuff like that like so she she knows some of the stuff and there was another woman who like this is all she's done for like i don't know 20 years now or something i don't know whatever um was she in a circus i wish like that'd be cool i will say yeah she does crossfit so there's only so far that i feel like i can actually trust her well, and the fact that you know that she does CrossFit proves. Because it, it, yeah, because it was literally all she and the instructor talked about the entire class. Because the class is very open. It's very like, hey, I'm going to show you this move. Go try it. And then they chit, chat, 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 chat. And so, like, and, as and, I And am, you're, like, falling from 20 feet in the air. Well, it's, like, four feet in the air. Oh. As I'm, like, hanging upside down, like with my legs in some like knot that they're supposed to be in. Like it's okay. Like uh-huh. I got into positions I was supposed to be okay. in. Okay. Um I achieved muscle muscle failure in my arms. Yeah. Like thirty minutes into an hour long class. I'm like, okay. Well, yeah. All right. Okay. So by the end of the class, like a couple of us start talking a little bit and the, the two other new girls were talking to the to, talking to one of the the not CrossFit uh-huh. pro uh-huh. and uh, they were like so how how old are you and the non CrossFit pro was like oh I'm 15 mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, fuck off and the other two girls are like oh that's good we're 17 and I'm like well I'm the fucking grandma in this workout what? um I don't know how old the instructor was or like the or the the CrossFit pro I don't know how old she was I'm assuming 13 and 14 well no I was gonna say like maybe closer to our age because I think one of them referenced having like a teenager or something. 
I'm like, okay. Jeez. Yeah. Or like See, close that to just a teen or something like that. But I'm like, that I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm okay with that. <laughs> like I got, I signed, I signed up for four classes total. I have three more to go. I'm going to do it. Yeah. It is fun. I just was so exhausted after the class that I came home, sat on the couch and immediately passed out for 30 minutes. Yeah. 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 I, like you were like, I made it 30 minutes and I would make it three, <laughs> like three minutes. Cause I, uh, did yoga once. Uh-huh. once. <laughs> no, thank you. No, <laughs> it's not for me. Okay. I mean, I've done yoga at home. Sure. Mm-hmm. A little downward dog. Whatever. Yeah, I, I don't enjoy it. Really? No. I like it. It's not relaxing. Okay. No. No. Well, I've never heard of yoga described as relaxing. Well, I mean, that's part of, like, meditating and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. People are like, no, no, no. And I'm just like, what move am I supposed to? And by the time I figure out that move, they're already halfway through the next move. That is true. And I'm just pulling up my pants and pulling down my shirt and my boobs they're doing what they want to do, and they're not doing what I want them to do. I did copy one of the 17-year-olds' fashion choice of tying your workout tank top and a little knot right here, and that mm-hmm. definitely kept it from, you know, flying up over my head. So I'm like, well, oh, yeah. Oh, thanks. Thanks, yeah. 17-year-old. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Uh, I do want to go with you to see it. That's fine. Because I'm figuring that's only time I'm going to be able to see That's it. That's fair. The, the instructor did say it was like, yeah, just bring your cell phones out and I'll record a video of you doing whatever you want. Or like, I'll take your picture. Like, I'm cool with that. And I'm like, okay, All let right. me get through one class first. And I'm a little leery on doing that because like any physical exertion, my face turns beet red. Like, yeah, like there's no, there's no calm looking. <laughs> there's no calmness to my face. Mine gets red for no reason. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I just, feel you. I think about a dirty joke and then I, I blush. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. A breeze catches me and I'm like, <laughs> anywho. So maybe not too. Just working nine hours, right? No yeah, maybe. you know. It's like, I, it's like midnight uh, on a Friday. It's whatever. It's cool. It's cool. I'm I'm really focused. I'm totally present. <laughs> <laughs> you almost said that with a straight face. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm doing okay. Wow, this ice is, ice is loud. You hear that? I'm, I'm, hi- I'm, I'm impressed hydrating. with your level of awakeness. Mm. It's because I had a mocha frappe from McDonald's at 4.30 p.m. And this is what happens when I have caffeine at 4.30 p.m. I could drink a double espresso right now and still yeah. go to sleep. Yeah, no. It doesn't. No. No. Because um, I was, I had every intention of like, oh, just, you know, lay down for an hour or whatever, take a little nap. Like, 9 o'clock came around, and the kid was in bed, and I'm like, well, there's a mountain of laundry. I'll, I'll just fold that real quick, and I'll fold that. It's <laughs> like, oh, well, I'll just put it away real quick. And by that time, it's like 10 o'clock. I'm like, well, yeah, I'll just go clean the kitchen. So I go clean the kitchen. <laughs> oh, man. You're so motivated in life, and I am not. I am not at all. You Do you know what could help get you motivated, though? What? Scientology. <gasps> I, I'm joining Scientology. I think, honestly, uh, well, no, no, one, no, you're not. Oh. Uh, two, if the episode about aliens didn't get us harassed and stalked online, 
this might be the episode that we get, like, shadowed and hunted and we might get labeled as PTSs and, uh, yeah. Don't be such a suppressive person, okay? No. My goal, my whole goal in life after watching this documentary is to, P- is to forever be a PTS, a potential trouble source. I'm going to be a suppressive person, and I'm going to tell you to go to therapy. <laughs> I did have that thought, too, like, today. Like, I didn't have that thought all this other time yeah. until, like, I had a random thought about David Miscavige, and I was like, ooh, I'm going to say that because, and then I was like, so now I am slightly worried that we will get hounded. I, I mean, I'm not saying challenge accepted on behalf of the Church of Scientology, but right. I'm just saying we. I could see us catch me outside, bro. Ugh. <laughs> I had to. I had to. I had to. Ugh. Okay, come yeah, on, come on, come on, come on. Um, hey, 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 hey. Guess what? What? This is what's in the queue. With Grishana and Emily. That's us. And we're sitting on chairs tonight. Chairs. <laughs> I mean, are we coming in loud and clear still? I mean, I, I we're sounding good in headphones. This is a magical microphone. But it's really nice, right? Super nice. Yeah. <laughs> so we decided that we were going to talk about going clear. Dun, dun, dun. Scientology and the prison of belief. It's a... Uh... It's a thick dock. Oh, yeah. There's like T-H-I-C-C. It, where's the beef? Here's the beef. It is thick AF. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's a solid two hours of your life to watch this. And yeah. I'm, I'm on like two and a half times of watching it. I'm, I'm on a solid four. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to start off by dropping a little knowledge bomb um starting with l ron hubbard lrh the man the myth the legend the psycho um oh i was gonna say the narcissist yeah um the definitely mentally ill yeah probably needed therapy and the gnarly teeth yeah and he wasn't even like british or anything like he was american Right, and and there was lots of good dental hygiene uh-huh. during his life. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, because, okay, so, like, the way this documentary goes, this documentary, this documentary goes all over, generally staying decade by decade, but, like, there, there's so much woven in and out of it that, honestly, I think, like, the bet, I do think the best way to start out is, like, Let's let's go to the beginning of Scientology. No, no. Let's no. go to the beginning of L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron, man. Lafayette, which is not covered yet. in this documentary. Okay, quick quick sidebar before we even begin. Mm-hmm. Uh, between other podcasts, other documentaries I've watched, um, I had a lot of like mental bleed through of information, mm-hmm. and I had to like no that that's not covered in this documentary well that's right not relevant they don't but talk about it in this one here's the thing too is that a lot of the meat in this doc can kind of sum up with a couple of um personal experiences mm. 
really the big thing is talking about what Scientology is, yes. who Elron is, and the shit that happens. Yeah. It's cray cray girl. This is not this the going clear is not a uh, an advertisement for Scientology. <laughs> no. In, in no. any way, shape, or form. No. Yeah. And let me just say, you are free to believe whatever you want to believe. If that helps you in your life, gone girl, get. If it's working for you, it's great. But here's some things to avoid. If your chosen religion, um, A, wants all your money. All of it. Probably not a good idea. Mm-mm. If it wants to separate you from um, people in your life, your family, your friends, probably not okay. Yeah, don't disconnect from your family. Um, if they're putting you to work in some sort of slave labor situation, probably not a good idea. They if you're getting asked, beat and abused, they, it's probably not good. They only asked for 30 hours on, 3 hours off. Right, for 40 cents an hour. I mean, it's fine. It's Toad's cool. Um, so let's yeah. let's go in the way back and visit L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah. Um, a Lafayette. Good old Laffy. <laughs> uh, no, well, he uh, he was a, a prolific writer. Uh, the documentary says that uh, he's he at the time and maybe still holds the world Guinness World Record for like most books published or most books written or something like that yeah and that was like a thousand yeah had like yeah like over a thousand books he got a start in pulp fiction uh moved into sci-fi um and then uh, and then world war ii happened yeah and now if you go by elron he was the baddest mofo mm. to ever be in the military somebody gave him command of a sub yeah. Then like he, he proceeded to shell an island. And a log. And a log. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, in his defense, that island had, like, magnetic stone on it, so it was technically pinging. Right. And he also broke his back. Um, lost he his eyesight. Lost his eyesight. Um, oh, stranded in a raft at sea. Yeah. Yeah. There was probably a shark. I can almost guarantee he would have been the guy to say there was a shark. He fought that shark. Punched it right in the dick. Right in the dick, dude. <laughs> and that shark was like, man, I'll follow you anywhere now. And then, and then oh, Elrond was captain. like, that's right. And, 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 and then stuff happened. <laughs> None of that is true. Nope. Um, he was promptly relieved of duty. Yes. Um, uh, after after bombing a Mexican island. Like, yeah. not even one of our islands. Yeah. Another sovereign nation island. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sovereign nation's island. And the extent of his injuries was uh, a little case of arthritis and pink eye. Yeah. He had poo-poo in his eye. That means somebody farted on his pillow. Everybody farted on his pillow. I can guarantee to you. I can also guarantee the shark. (laughs) It was definitely the shark. I can also guarantee you that he most likely took a finger to his own behind and sniffed. Do you think so? And he got a little close. I mean, that kind of sounds like libel. Looking looking at him, I'm pretty positive that's what happened. The lawyers are going to say otherwise. (laughs) Now, my favorite time of L. Ron Hubbard's life. Like, this is the only time where I'm like, yeah, this is fucking cool, man. 
he got in with Jack Parsons, um, who eventually founded the Jet Propulsion Lab. Like, he's a fucking space nerd. Yeah. Uh, you know, we heart space nerds. Um, but no, he and, uh, he and, uh, L. Ron Hubbard, they got into the Ordo Temple Orientalis, the OTO. Basically, they were followers of Aleister Crowley. They had, like, fucking gnarly, like, black magic sex rituals. And I'm like, fuck yes. Aleister Crowley is about the only one that I would go have, like, peyote-fueled desert sex with. And I fucking love Aleister Crowley, man. He's awful. He's a psycho. But, man, I love that guy. Learning learning new things about Emily. What is in this closet? I mean, there is a pickle costume right there. <laughs> Big brick. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and if any of you listen to last podcast on the left, I spent this whole time going, I just going through my head. I, oh, man. I hear, I, love it. I hear Henry Zabrowski a lot in my head. That's fair. It makes my day better. That's fair. I mean, Anyways. The, the world's going to shit. You might as well put Zabrowski in your face. Yeah. Um, after he gets out of the war, um, he meets up with Sarah Northrup um, and marries her. Now, side note, the church says, nay, this did not happen. We don't know Sarah Northrup. There was never a Sarah Northrup no. born ever. Never. Anywhere in the world. Definitely not one that had a baby with Hubbard. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely not. There is a spawn out there in the world. I think there's a lot, actually. I think there's a few. Probably. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, child of LRH. I, I'm sure you're nice. I hope you're nice. I'm. They got out early. They're nice. Yeah. I'm sure Anyways. Nice. Um, and, and, and Sarah believed all this stuff um, that LRH was telling her about being in the war and breaking his back and blah, 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 blah. Um, but then she started going, huh. Something might be a little off. What? I mean, he he's beating me. He's uh, basically how he got her to marry him was he said he was going to kill himself okay. if she didn't marry him. Seriously, if anyone ever throws that bullshit at you in a relationship, just fucking walk. Yeah, fucking I'm pretty walk. sure that's going to cement the fact that I'm not going to marry you. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm going to be like, okay. Let's go see this JP at this hospital. He's just yeah. chilling here. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Everything's yeah. fine. Bye. Goodbye. Um, they end up having a, a child together, which, you know, that's what Sarah um, talks about. This is the only good thing about being with him. Um, and also, the you know, he has already written Dianetics, um, which is the base of of all of Scientology. Everything out of Scientology comes from Dianetics. And he claimed that he cured his blindness and his broken back by following the teachings of Dianetics, which he himself wrote. So also during this time, he is going around the country speaking at different places charging what was it five hundred dollars yeah it it wasn't it, it wasn't cheap he and this he, is in the 50s yeah that, i mean that's a lot of money that's a crap ton of money five hundred dollars a person and he was filling like well it kind of looked like gym auditoriums but sure you know i mean still 
you know, you think there's a good, what, 100 people at $500 yeah, a pop? Woohoo! Well, and, and, and Sarah wrote in her journals that Hubbard had always said um, the only way to make money was to have a religion. Because right. that way you could bring money in and the government couldn't take taxes. Which angers me. Angers me so much. So much. You're driving on the roads. You're walking on the sidewalks. Who fucking pays for that? Your fucking taxes. Right. Pay your fucking taxes. I know this country was founded on the idea that we're not going to pay taxes, but pay your fucking taxes. Right. (laughs) Well, here, side note, here's my little beef. Churches that, you know, you don't pay taxes and then they have like uh, preschools or daycares in them. Mm -hmm. They're charging out the butt Mm -hmm. for these places Mm -hmm. and they're not. Yeah. Like, I get you gotta pay, you you gotta do pay have to pay people, for caregivers, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. I, I food. totally understand that. Yeah. But it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Like, my kids didn't go to preschool because I'm like, I can't afford that. Yeah. Oh, and I make good money. I was super happy when my kid went to kindergarten because then yeah. uh, the cost of before and after care went like in half of what we were paying. Right. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah, uh, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. No, no. Um, so. Uh, do, 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 do. Dude, okay, let's get into actual, like, the Dianetics book. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, it's supposed to be the modern science of mental health, and it's supposed to help you discover past trauma, to observe it mentally, and then to negate it with the power of you. It's, it's basically another one of those bullshit self-help books mm-hmm. of, hey, maybe just, like, think about stuff and then don't feel bad about it. Right. And here's the 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 part where Krishana would probably get maybe sucked into a cult religion mm-hmm. is I'm like, okay, seriously, that's not a bad idea. You're talking about, you know, the bad things that happened to you and you're overcoming it and how to be uh, a more self-assertive person. Like I get all that. Like seriously, got it. Help you be a better person. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Nothing. But then it goes in a whole nother direction. So part of how um, one would uh, go through discovering your bad things and removing the power from those bad things is auditing. Yeah. Oh, it's real easy. Yeah. Super easy. Um, So you have an auditor, Mm -hmm. which is somebody who is high up in the church who has trained to do this. They're asking you questions and you're giving the answer and how they're checking how well you're doing in auditing and getting rid of this stuff is a e-meter. Yeah. And the documentary kind of describe, which I, describes it in a, in a good way. Like I, I didn't totally understand an e-meter before, Yeah. but it's basically, they, they call it one third of a lie detector uh-huh. where uh, a lie detector test is measuring your respiration and your heartbeat, mm-hmm. this is, or uh, no, it's uh, respiration and something yeah, else. Yeah, right, and your yeah. heart rate. This is basically just measuring, like, electrical pulses in your hand. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And what they say, um, basically how it's set up, it's like there is the little uh, tack meter, and they have it set up, you know, between, you know, you're good, you've, you've gotten rid of it or it's affecting you. And um, then you have these two, like, little cans that you hold on to, and it's hooked up to it, and they 
ask you a question and, oh, well, that was something bad that happened. And, mm-hmm. and, and so it spikes. And then they want you to say it over and over and really dissect it and go over it over. Meanwhile, they're writing it all down. It's all being recorded on video. Copious notes. <laughs> which are confidential until... Um, unless uh, it's going to affect the church. Yeah. Or they can use it against you. And then that shit's fair game. We're going to throw out... We're throwing out a lot of lingo. I know in, in my notes, I made lingo sections and I starred them off. I, I starred them and squared them off. And like, I... Uh, there's a fucking lot of lingo. Yeah. Well, yeah. They talk about that e-meter um, detects the mass of your thoughts. That's the that's what they're saying. Basically, your thoughts have mass. Well, eh. Eh. I mean, it's just, okay. It's in that area of science that's not proven yet. There are theories about it, but it's not, you know, it's not peer-reviewed and journal-published. Oh, right. Um, so once you go over these past traumas, um, and, and you're registering that it's not affecting you anymore, then you are clear. Your subconscious mind is gone and all your past pain is gone. Yeah, the, Hubbard said that the brain had two sides. It was analytical and reactive. And the anal, analytical was like, it's like a tape recorder in your brain. It remembers everything all the time. It's, it's, it's not muddied by emotions or anything like that. It's just literally what happened. And then your reactive mind, that's the mind I have. The neurotic one that goes over something 5,000 times. Yep. And overanalyzes everything and gets bummed out about stuff and... Yeah, so basically once you're clear, you have gotten rid of your reactive mind. Yes, you have emptied your reactive brain. And you are only analytical. Now, so um, here's the problem. I mean, you can go clear probably pretty quickly, yeah? Mm, I mean, like, you get to a point. So, guess what? You're going to have to go up levels of clearness. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to go through all your past lives that Mm -hmm. you didn't know that you had. Mm -hmm. Um, but now you have them and you had pain then too. So you have to go through them and guess what? Each level of clear is going to cost you some money. I mean, the e-meter ain't cheap. No, no, no. That little junky piece of crap costs a lot of money. I bet if we got on Pinterest, we could probably find like a e-meter dupe. I do kind of want one. I mean, like, we're already going to be tie-dye painting some jeans here. Like, why don't we just set up an e-meter afterwards? Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, so, as as um, Elrond, you know, grew this um, from more than just publicly speaking about Dianetics um, and turned it actually into Scientology um, and an actual church, um, you know, they, they talked about he almost started to believe that he was a godlike figure because he had uncovered the secrets to being, you know, this clear person. And he had uh, studied all different races of people and all these tribes. And he knew um, all the different solar systems and these different planets. And then he knew about... Zenu. I just, I just rolled my eyes so, so hard. hard. I just strained an eye muscle every time I got to that point of the documentary. Like you are a fucking liar. 
Yeah. You're a liar, McLiar, McLiar pants on fire. Yeah. Tell the kids about Xenu. Oh, God. Okay. Well, okay. First of all, technically none of us should know about Xenu because we're not at, we're not at OT level three. Uh-huh. Um, OT level three refers to a part of the bridge. The bridge is what you go, what you go up, what you ascend in Scientology. It's each level that we talked about. You know, the ones that cost you money to get there. Mm-hmm. Once you get to operating Thetan level three, again, fuck ton of lingo. Sorry. Basically, you get a locked briefcase. Inside are handwritten notes from Hubbard. Mm-hmm. explaining the creation myth that he discovered yeah hashtag made up um let's there's not... a lot of hashtags made up in this whole thing he's a sci-fi writer <laughs> so 75 million years ago the world was just like 1950s america there Weird. were only white people there were no gays or lesbians uh-huh. definitely no fucking black people no um, everybody had like outfits like in the fifties and cars like in the fifties and it was like a great time to be alive, but it was overpopulated. So not unlike 2016, an evil dictator was elected named Zenu, and his plan to fix the overpopulation on this planet was to freeze people. Uh, they were then sent in space planes which uh, I think he said were like the B-7 bombers or yes. something like that. Um, but those were like space B-7 bombers, yeah, not yeah, like yeah. Earth B-7. Like, let's not get confused here. Um, they were sent to the prison planet Earth. Um, y- yeah, they were put in volcanoes. They had A-bombs dropped on them. And then that wakes them up. And then they got put in front of a movie screen. And then they had to have like memories implanted but they watched movies which i'm assuming they just watched like the wonder years or something because that was like a really really good show (laughs) and that had good memories in it so like why not put that into people and then like at because they woke up and they had like volcano space wake up a-bomb bodies they were spiritual beings called thetans now once they start dying their spirit has to attach to something. So now every time a baby is born, I cannot believe I'm still talking about this. Every time a baby is born, these thetans latch on to babies like little leeches, like little spiritual leeches. And you have to get rid of these things. And auditing gets rid of these things. The space leeches. Yep. You know, I, I made a decision to not drink for this recording and now I'm regretting it. <laughs> I'm drinking for you. Thank you. And you told that story so perfectly. Thank you. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Did it get rid of my Thetans? No. Damn it. I didn't pay enough money, did I? No, you did not. So. This, and this is, this is all stuff that's like coming out in like late 60s, early 70s as people are like ascending the bridge. Right. Like that's not, you don't get told that story right off the bat no it's just self-help awesome we're gonna heal the world right uh, make it a better place oh, for what, you and what, for me and there, there's a great quote didn't even catch that there, there was a great quote for okay so like 
Hubbard says his goal for all this was a civilization without insanity, without criminals, and without war, where the able can prosper and honest beings can have rights, and where man is free to rise to greater heights are the true aims of Scientology. So, like, yeah, that's the shit that you throw out on day one. Mm-hmm. Xenu and volcanoes and A-bombs and space B-7s and space leeches that are actually spiritual beings... That's like $100,000 in. Like, you're you're several, several years into this process. Yeah. Like, you're not getting out once you're there. No. And and here's the, here's the thing. So we got all these people that have been coughing up a lot of money because they need to be clear. Um, and so the IRS is like, hey, um, so you know all that money you've been making? You haven't paid us any taxes. And Alron's like, well, I'm a church. And they're like, no, you're not. So he's like, uh, I'll be right back. Elrond goes and gets himself some ships with all of his money that he's not paying taxes yeah, on. Yeah, got like three ships. Uh-huh, um, yeah, it's fine. And, you know, they're not new fancy ships no. because, well, then Elrond wouldn't have money. Yeah. So then he's like, mm, these ships are a little crusty. I need some loyal believers with me. I'm going to create the Sea Org. Holy cow. The Sea Org is the clergy of the church. They they're the ones that know it all. They're clear already. Um they are loyal as they come. So he wrangles up some cool peeps and they go onto these boats and they start a scrubbing and painting and washing and fixing up these ships and Alron's like hey guys how you guys doing I know you haven't really eaten or slept or anything besides work um but you're doing it for me and that's awesome and they're like yeah, except for like, I'm really tired. And he's like, I don't care. Uh, so they start going from port to port, <laughs> checking out, trying to get some more followers, um, spreading the good word, as they say, um, and pissing off a lot of other countries to the point where he is not welcome to port anywhere. Which is pretty unfortunate because he said that in past lives he was uh, a prince in basically every one of the countries that he got banned from of and like buried treasure there. Dirt. So he had to go find the treasure, but he wasn't going to go find the treasure, so he had to have people to go find the treasure. Right. Of course and he was a fucking prince. They always say they're a fucking prince. I, you know, a, a prince uh, emailed me one time and he was like, hey man, uh, I got all this money, but I need your help. Um, so if you could give me all of your bank information, um, then I can hook you up with money. And I was like, huh, well, oh. princes don't lie. I mean, it seems like a good deal. And now I'm broke and homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So, uh, um, you know, the IRS is like, we want money. And all runs like, Nas. And then nobody wants him in their country. So he's like, well, crap. Okay. Um, back to Florida, y'all. And he sneaks in like the coward he is um, because he has to evade, evade, evade. He's got warrants and all kinds of stuff. So he has to stay in hiding um, because, you know, uh, leaders of religion get persecuted a lot. So, you know, again, it's happening to him. Um, Also, to join the Sea Org, 
you must sign a tiny little contract saying that you're going to stay with Scientology, you know, for just a little bit of a billion years. Well, I mean, listen, we have past lives. We're going to have future lives. It's all you. It's still you. You're still the, you know, operating Thetan. Yeah. Billion year contract. Yeah. Um, and some of the people that were um, a part of Scientology for a long time that were speaking in this documentary um, were like, I-, I was like running. Spanky Taylor, oh, um, who was in Scientology for 17 years. Yes. She was like, I bolted to sign that contract as soon as I was allowed to join the Sea Org. I was in it to win it. Yeah. And um, uh, same with, like, Hannah Eltringham-Whitfield. She uh, was 19 years in the Sea Org. Right. Like, got to, like, the highest level clear you can get. And she was told, well, you're not, I mean, like, you're clear, but you're not, like, clear, clear. So you still need to keep auditing. And she was like, Keep giving what? us money. Yeah. Um, it, we haven't even gotten into the two biggest ones that we have to talk about. Uh, who might that be? <sighs> okay, so I don't know if you guys know this little-known fact: John Travolta and Tom Cruise—they're Scientologists. Wait, what? I must have missed that. I know, part. right? Huh? Um, like basically, Spanky—I love her. She was assigned to John Travolta as like as kind of like a Scientologist PR person for him. Yeah. Like she was his link into the church. And yeah. Stuff like that. I called John Travolta JTOG. Okay. We, you know, we have Justin Timberlake JT. Right. But John Travolta was the original JT. So he's the OG. Can Justin Trudeau be JT new T? JT pie. JT square. JT 2.0. JT OMG. <gasps> J-T-O-M-G. I like that one. J-T-O-M-G. Yeah, because his socks are pretty good. There's a lot of pretty good about it. There is a lot of pretty good. Anywho. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're going to go back into the 70s with John Travolta. Um, he was the original big celebrity of Scientology. Um, he was just starting out in acting when he joined Scientology. Yeah. And so, you know, he was, I mean, just balls deep in it so he kept seeing every time he auditioned he got it whatever role he wanted he got it and he attributed all that to Scientology if he didn't get the part it's because he must have done something wrong clearly and he was not following Scientology correctly um he so yeah so Spanky was the one that brought him in um and she was uh his handler right so she kind of controlled what he did for Scientology whilst he was out in the world um and with Spanky Spanky and JT go together um so I guess maybe talk a little bit about Spanky yeah um yeah because she she definitely got in trouble and uh lingo alert she had to go to the rehabilitation project force the RPF it's basically a prison camp inside the Hollywood Center. Yeah. Um, it you're working thirty hours on, getting three hours of rest, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, your kids taken away from you if you have kids. Yeah, she. I mean, she had a ten month old and she was also pregnant. 
Yeah. And being pregnant in Scientology is a no, 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 no. Well, no, because that's distracting you. Well, and you're you're bringing something else into the world that more um, fate and spirit things are going to attach to it. and Space yeah. leeches. Yeah. 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 I mean, I get it. Um, yeah. So um, she, she was naughty, and so she had to work off her naughtiness mm-hmm. in the RPF. Um, things like, um, metal brush scraping, um, window seal. Window sills. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those things. Well, it's basically scraping lead paint off is what I Which is a great thing to do when you're pregnant. When you're pregnant. Yeah. No, that's fine. Um, Um, and her kid was taken away into the, um, the kids. Yeah. The kids cadets. Lingo alert. And, um, so... Then, you know, she was asked to um, hook up everybody with a private screening of Saturday Night Fever. Um, and she was like, uh, yeah, sure. What else? You want a Beatles reunion? Yeah. You know, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, according to her, she contacted Travolta's assistant. Um, and, uh, by the way, all of this, JTOG denies. Yeah, well, this didn't happen. J- JTOG, God, I can't say that. John Travolta didn't even agree to be in the documentary, which no. I get it. I get it. Um, so she obtains his personal copy of Saturday Night Fever, um, but John Travolta says, "Well, yeah, but I, I, I want to have dinner with you. I, I miss you. You've been yeah, you've away. Been What's been so going long. on? You know, tell me about your life. How you doing, kid?" Um, and so she's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cause I miss you and I'm in hell. Help me. Right. Um, so they watch Saturday Night Fever. Um, and then she's supposed to meet up with him the next day. And Mm-mm. the powers that be in the Sea Org said, nay, no John Travolta for you. Right. And she then says she has this conversation with him and he's really upset that she let all these bad things happen to her and, you know, Blah, blah, blah. So she decides, okay, I need to get out of here. She goes to check on her kid, sees her 10-month-old lying in a bed of piss, all sick and flies and just not being taken care of. So she plans her escape. She um, makes believe that she's calling her sister-in-law and a doctor and... They're going to go check the baby out. And her security that was around her was like, oh, was this approved? And she's like, well, yeah. Like, why? (sighs) Like, Like, I'm just going to, like, run away in the middle of the day? Like, (laughs) Yeah. So her friend, who she says is her sister-in-law, pulls up. She acts like she's going to go put the baby in. And then she just hops in and they peace out Girl Scout. Yeah. And she gone. How terrifying was that? Dude so scary because she, you know she was talking about she's like i was just waiting for them to just show up and and take me and yeah and, like and, you almost can't even go to a hospital nearby because you don't know if somebody in the hospital is in the church and is going to report on right. you like, you will have to drive 400 miles away but what if they're in the church right you know so she you know she says that you know she thinks john travolta was you know really upset by all of this and and wanted to leave but guess what scientology has their claws in him man they know anything and everything 
about him that he's ever done. They have total control. That's that's the thing with Scientology is they know everything about you. Yeah, and, we, and we haven't even gotten to David Miscavige yet. We'll bring him in in a second. But like in the the Scientology Center that John Travolta was going to down in Florida, they had just rehabbed everything. And Miscavige, who at this time is, he's basically the leader of Scientology. Hubbard is gone, slash dead, slash he, operating on an, on an exteriorizing level. Yeah, he did not Lingo need alert. his body shell. Right. No more. So Miscavige, who had basically worked his way up from the age of 11 through the church, strong-armed his way into being in charge, set up this Scientology center where every auditing room had two cameras in it. And Travolta was like, you know, I'm not going to do that. I don't, I don't, I don't want that. Not, I'm not cool with that. So Miscavige was like, hey, no problem, JTOG. Um, here's a personal auditor for you. You guys go hang out in this hotel room that we've got for you. It's definitely not wiretapped. It definitely does not have a camera hidden in the desk. Uh, audit away. Get clear, baby. Get clear. Yeah. No, they were definitely filming him the entire yeah. time. Yeah, and they kind of make reference to things coming about, uh, coming out about John Travolta, like in the media and stuff about him being gay. And Which, they kind okay, of in, allude in the, to like, like in the maybe 90s, the, like yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's come out not too long ago again. Yeah. But they kind of allude to the fact that that's probably what's keeping him there is he's very, very in the closet. And so that's what they have on him and they use it to their advantage. You know, if they need him to speak out um, about Scientology and how wonderful it is and defend it, they go, hey, JTOG. Yeah. Crack that whip. Remember, remember. Yeah. And so basically he's their puppet. Well, and, and this documentary levies pretty harsh indictments at both John Travolta and Tom Cruise about knowing the extent yes. of all the bad shit. Because we're not well, we're not going into all the bad shit. I don't have, I don't know I don't want to go into all the bad Musical shit. Musical chair fight club. We'll get there. Because <laughs> I do want to talk about the whole. Um but the, this documentary levies pretty heavy indictments at, at them for not doing anything about it. And having as much power in the church as they do. Right. Um, and and let's talk a little Miscavige. Um, so he did end up taking over. Yeah. The, this, this would have been in like 86-ish or so. Yeah. When uh, when good old L. Ron, L.R.H., uh, when he uh, decided he didn't need his body anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, A.K.A. he died of a stroke. Yes. Um, yeah, no, so when Miscavige took over, um, early 90s, that's when the tax situation hit the fan. The IRS was coming for them. They had a billion dollar tax bill. And Miscavige came up with a kind of brilliant plan. I I hate to say it, but it's kind of fucking brilliant. He was like, okay, well, the IRS thinks that they have this power over us. Uh, we're just going to sue them. Each individual... Church of Scientology member is going to sue an individual IRS member. Thousand, thirteen hundred lawsuits. Yeah, thirteen hundred. No, sorry, twenty four hundred lawsuits. 
issued simultaneously against the IRS. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and not just about Scientology. Any and everything they could do, you know, saying, you know, basically that the IRS was a big racket and they're blackmailing and they're just awful, awful bad people, which, I mean, no comment. Um, so it gets to the point where the guy, the head of the IRS, um, basically him and Miscavige are kind of having a meeting with, you know, lawyers and other heads of the Sea Org and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Miscavige makes, you know, a little comment about, you make us a actual church tax exempt and all these lawsuits go away. Yeah. And then he left and he was like, was he for serious? And he was like, yeah, totes dude. Totes. So he's like, well, okay. Stamp. Uh, so they forgave a billion dollars in taxes that were owed. One billion. I'm not going to do when... that. I was going <laughs> I'm like, I'm not doing the, the thing. Literally a billion dollars. A billion. So, in 1993, they threw a celebration. Oh, man. The war is over? The war the is war over. Is over. Um, they were so fucking ecstatic. Ecstatic. They were crazy. They had fireworks inside. Okay. And this, in this moment of the documentary, um, because they get, they have these like little videos and stuff that they've gotten their little hands on. It shows Miscavige walking down these stairs. He is a tiny, tiny person. He has very short little legs. Why do you think he's such besties with Tom Cruise? And it's hilarious watching him walk down these stairs. I was like, oh, tiny human. Watching Miscavige makes Tom Cruise make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like egomaniac, intense. Hence, times a million. Yeah. Just loves the sound of his own voice. He loves that Tom Cruise is his BFF. He's probably got a little shrine in his closet of Tom Cruise. The scavenge is going to come after me now. Uh-huh. I have said too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. So, okay, no, let's get into Tom Cruise, though. Because, okay, so the tax worries are gone. Now, you know, whatever money they're making, it's all tax-free. They can aggregate, aggregate, aggregate. Even though a church is supposed to do more good for the public than it does for an individual person. Okay, fine. Whatever. So we're going to build a whole bunch of Scientology churches everywhere. On cheap cheap property. It's a tax exemption. It's fine. Um, So Tom Cruise is in Scientology. He's been in for a while. He's been in since, I guess they said, Days of Thunder. Which, Which I, is like his first movie, pretty much. That was like 80s, right? Yeah. Okay, like late 80s? Yeah. Mid? Mid, okay. mid to late, yeah. Okay. I maintained our don't look up uh, rule on this documentary. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Tom was married to Nicole Kidman. Hi, Nicole Kidman. God, I, love I love you, you. Nicole Kidman. Oh, God, and especially after this documentary, I love her even love more. Love you even And it made me flash back to in the news, like seeing when them breaking yes. up. And I was like... Man, what kind of biznatch is she that her own kids don't want to be with her? Mm. So, the church didn't like... Okay, not even the church. Miscavige didn't like Nicole because she wasn't a Scientologist. Plus, her dad is a is a psychologist. Like a, a, a world-renowned you know, Australian psychologist. Like a real doctor. A suppressive person. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Not a doctor. Yeah. And I, and I think that Nicole probably... Like, was kind of trying to be involved in the church, but 
Oh, sure. She thought with a clear brain, so she was like, oh, no. Um, so Miscavige didn't like it. Nicole and Tom had gone off to do a movie. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Dude, that's a fucked up movie. So they had gone off to do this movie. They were gone, like, filming this movie for, like, 14 months. Yeah. The whole time, Tom Cruise wasn't taking Miscavige's phone calls. And that broke Miscavige's tiny, uh, uh, um, proportional to his tiny body heart. And he could not have that. So he decided, Tom and Nicole, Nicole's got to go. Mm-hmm. He literally tasked people. Marty Rathbun, Rathbun, I liked him. He was, he was, was he a spokesman? Yes, he was the, no, Mike no, no, Render, Mike Render was, was a spokesman. spokesman. Marty, okay. Oh, Rathbun was Miscavige's lieutenant for like 17 years in the church. Yeah. I really liked this dude. Yeah. Um, he basically was like a super awesome auditor and was auditing Tom Cruise and collecting information about Nicole. Because Miscavige had put it into Tom's head, hey, Nicole's kind of, like, not good, and you should probably, like, maybe break up with her. She's probably, like, cheating on you or whatever. Like, you know, she's just not good. So that puts a little little nut into Tom's head, like, well, I got to find out what she's doing. I got to find out who she's talking to. So being like, obviously, I need her stuff wiretapped. Mm-hmm. Why not? And Miscavige made Marty do it. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Like, you're illegally wiretapping people. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. So then Nicole's gone, and if that's not bad enough, they were like, uh, so we're going to make sure that their adopted kids don't want to be with her. They want to stay with the church. They want to stay with Tom. And it effing worked. Yeah. Because she did not get custody. Freaking heartache. Like, how sad is that? Yeah. I mean, like, she, I mean, she's with Keith Urban now. I consider that an upgrade. Yeah, I mean, a, I mean, a slug would be an upgrade. Tom Cruise is not stable. Oh, oh, quick Tom Cruise timeout. Okay. Because I took a screenshot of a tweet today specifically for this. Um, this person, Zoe Kazin, Elijah Wood retweeted it. It's the only reason I saw it. Um, at Zoe in the cities. She goes, me, a casual. I respect how Tom Cruise is going to ride the Mission Impossible franchise until he dies. Paul. I don't even know who Paul is. Don't worry about it. Not casual. The day Tom Cruise dies, we are going into mourning. As a nation, it will be the first worldwide blackout. On that day, Earth will not be visible from space. I didn't know Tom Cruise had that kind of power over people. What? I mean, like, the Church of Scientology made a 35-minute video praising Tom Cruise's work for advancing Scientology with government agencies. They call, they gave him the Freedom of Valor medal. They made up a thing for him. But, like, I didn't know Tom Cruise was that powerful. Yeah. Durs. He's touched over a billion people one billion. with Scientology. Number one ambassador. Duh. Wow, we, I just I realized even, I, I missed all kinds of crap in my notes. I don't even want to get into, like, all the stuff that Tom Cruise, that the church has done for Cruise. The only thing I want to talk about is how they got him a girlfriend. Okay, so, this one chick, Nazanin Boniati, she was a member of the church. She was selling a lot of uh, Hubbard's books, so she got a little medal for that. She's doing real good. She's like, she looked like she was fresh out of high school. Like, she still had braces. Yeah. She had, like, cute curly hair. Gorgeous. Like, gorgeous girl, but I'm assuming, hoping she was 18? I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
Tom Cruise had let slip to someone that he wanted a girlfriend. He was ready for a girlfriend after Nicole. He was ready to move on. You know, he's single, ready to mingle, right? Mm-hmm. So the church, Miscavige, yeah. Miscavige basically tasks this, uh, like one of his generals or whatever, to bring Nazanin in. They give her a makeover, but it's a humanitarian makeover. Uh-huh. Um, so, like, they color her hair like Tom likes. They take off her braces. She gets to go shopping. And then she moves in with Tom Cruise. And it- $20,000 of shopping. I mean, you know, depending on what store you go to, that's like two things. Oh, God. I could fuck up $20,000 at Target. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just got so excited. Um, so, yeah, so... All of a sudden, she finds herself Tom Cruise's girlfriend, which I don't... Okay, I'm not saying I follow celebrity gossip a lot, but I don't ever remember hearing any mention of her whatsoever. No. Um, Secret lovers. Secret lovers. Uh Uh, So, but one day, Miscavige comes to the house, and Nazanin's got a headache, so she's just kind of chillaxing in a corner. Next day, Tom Cruise is in her face screaming that she's insulted the leader of the church and how fucking dare she and get the fuck out of here yeah and not just get out of here but like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind like erase every element of her from his life and make sure every element of him is erased from her life yes and she made the mistake air quotes mistake of talking about being sad about this so she had to clean toilets with a toothbrush Right. How does that, like, I don't even get that. Like, how dare you, A, her baby Miscavige, and how dare, how dare you upset Tom Cruise? Hmm. Did you know his teeth are just slightly off center? I'll pull pull up a picture after the recording because obviously it's not going to work for. His teeth are huge to me. But. It's one of those things where, like, it got pointed out to me, I don't know, maybe eight, nine years ago. And now, every time I see him, it's all I see. Interesting. And so, I want to show this to you when we're done recording. Sweet. Okay. Okay. Um, so, okay. So, kind of like Hubbard, uh, Hubbard's God complex and his paranoia increased all at the same time. Miscavige is going through the same thing. Oh, yeah. Um, so, we're in, I think we're in the late 90s now. Um, the Sea Org is now a problem. Uh, Miscavige decides that uh, the leaders are too powerful. They need to be taught a lesson. Go put them in double wide in Florida and make them play musical chairs to keep their lives. To Bohemian Rhapsody. It's a fucking great song. Um, So they're literally having to do like musical chairs. Mm -hmm. Now mind you, there's no food. There's no sleep. Uh, it's, uh, confess, confess, confess all the time. It's, it's physical labor. It's punishments all the time. And now they're being told they have to fight to save their lives. To, to keep their jobs. They're fighting to keep the job that they hate. Yeah. Yeah. So then it becomes like literal, just like punching the shit out of each other. Mm -hmm. Like breaking the chairs over each other. I mean, fight to the death. Over jobs they don't even want, but they're like, well, if we don't, what's going to happen? What, what is my life without this? Yeah. Yeah. I've put 20 years of my life into it. Well, and you got to think too. I mean, there's spouses, there's parents, there's children, yeah. there's all kinds of family members that are in the church with them. And if you're labeled a suppressive person, a SP, 
your life is worse because here's a little thing that happens to you. Um, the, the church's policy is always to attack, never to defend. Stone's rule. So if anyone is saying something bad about the church, um, people are going to be at your house recording you in your face, stalking you, harassing you, doing all these things, pushing you to the point where you try and push them back. Mind you, they're on your own property and somehow you still get arrested for it. I still haven't figured that out. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they will make your life a living hell. They make videos about people, put them on blast on the internet. They make websites. Websites. T-shirt. Oh, uh, you're called Paul a squirrel. Hagen's, yeah. You're a squirrel because you're harboring a nut that, uh, could be potentially harmful to the church. Um, Paul Hagus, he's a filmmaker. Um, he, uh, he had a website, uh, who is the real Paul or something like that. And like mm-hmm. the whole, the whole time, like they're listening to all these, uh, websites. I'm like, I wonder if they use Squarespace. <laughs> I, don't I don't think they did. Um, no, but like, yeah, we're in the, we're in the early 2000s. People are leaving the church. People are finally speaking out about the church. Marty's gone. He was the, um, he was Miscavige's Lieutenant, uh, Mike Rinder. He was the spokesman for years he left uh and he i mean he was the face of the church for a long time and he is also one of the biggest people speaking out about scientology not to get off this documentary but um if anybody knows about uh, scientology and people speaking out uh leah remini is was a also a big celebrity that left the church and is making waves baby so her and him have uh shows on A&E about Scientology and people good. leaving it. It's really good. It's so jacked up. Um, and I mean, it, it, he, um, he, Mike talks very openly about the crap that he's done. I mean, he's done some pretty bad things. Oh, he lists his lies. In the lies. name of the church. Yeah, he lists his lies in this documentary. It's crazy, and but... Like they, and they ha- and for every for every lie that he told, they've got the news clip of it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yep, nope, that was a lie. I lied about that. I lied about this. I lied about that, too. I mean, it was his job to hound people, make people look bad. Yeah. To d- just totally, like say anybody who speaks against the church they're a criminal yeah they're bad news bears well now the mistake they made was marty rathbun's wife monique um in their um harassment mm-hmm. of marty uh they started to harass monique as well now according to the courts it's one thing for them to harass former members because that's expression of religion which I don't understand that. That's insane to me. Okay, okay. Now, they fucked up when they started harassing Monique because Monique was never a member of the church. Mm -hmm. So for them to harass her, to videotape her without her consent, to stand outside her property day and night filming her, that's harassment. That's not covered by the First Amendment. And she's got a pretty strong lawsuit against the church right now. Against Miscavige. Against Miscavige. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, so... By the end of the documentary, we're up to like 2013-ish mm-hmm. or so. Um, the it, Currently, the church still has a ton of money coming in, but its population is decreasing. Right. I mean, they're saying like after they um, won against the IRS, 
um, that people just started straight donating to the quote unquote war chest. I mean, they're talking about people dropping 25 mil just to help against lawsuits and crap like that because they have lost some lawsuits. There's people gotten uh, some sweet, sweet cash. Yeah. Um, that in my eyes, they deserve. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I just totally lost my thought. No, it's no, like, it's just, it's this money racket. I don't understand how they still have their tax exempt status. I don't know who they have in their pocket. I don't, I, I don't know what material, what blackmail they have over people Mm -hmm. to maintain this status. I mean, they were even being investigated by the FBI for trafficking, child labor, and holding people prisoners. Until they got their tax-exempt church status. Drop. And then First Amendment covers all that. Which, how does that even work? I don't know. Um, yeah. So, basically, everyone that's in this documentary is out of the church. They, they have gotten out. They're, I'd say they're clear. Um, <laughs> they're clear. They're all clear right. being clear. Um, they they do mention that Tom Cruise, uh, a guy named Tommy Davis, who was like an enforcer for the church. Greg, we hear he was the one that took uh, Nazanin on that mm-hmm. uh, humanitarian makeover. David Miscavige and John Travolta all said no comment, no thank you. I don't want to be in this documentary. Right. Yeah. That's a really good doc. It is a really, really it's, good doc. Especially if you don't really know about Scientology. It's a good introduction. Oh, it'll tell you a whole lot. Yeah. There's a, a quite a few shows, documentaries, movies about Scientology. Um, and last podcast does a great breakdown if you oh, really yeah. want to get into the meat and bones. They, yeah, they had like a four or five parter on L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> Laffy. Oh, good old Laffy. Um, don't join Scientology. Please don't. No. If you need self-help, uh, send us an email. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. We'll, po- we'll point in directions. They may not be good ones, but we'll get you somewhere. <laughs> we'll I, tell know, you I know. I know good, I know good therapists. I know. I know lots of things. Yeah. yeah. I could, you know, ask me a question. I'll give you an answer. <sighs> How many mo- roads must a man walk down? Before you go, anywho, the answer's forty-two. It's really, really late. It's super late. I have to be up at six a.m. to drive to Indy. So. Why? Oh, my cousin's getting married. Oh. Well, not like the wedding's not tomorrow, but the dress shopping is tomorrow, and my kids in the wedding, so I gotta take the kid to the dress shopping. So, holy shit! Please watch this documentary. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Um, we have a couple good recommendations uh that have come in from listeners who who recommended good night sugar babe uh listener mike thank you listener mike for that holy shit that's fucked up yeah thanks for warning us that it's fucked up but now also after watching that i feel like we ourselves could make a documentary Mm, we will talk about that next week um manny listener manny thank you for your uh james bond doc uh recommendation we are definitely gonna need that after good night sugar babe (laughs) definitely after this scientology crap uh yeah uh my can i just say real quick my brain is officially um in omg mode Mm -hmm. uh in the past 24 hours i uh saw an autopsy uh, and then I saw somebody explode. 
Krishana spent most of the early afternoon texting me about weird fucked up shit that she found on Netflix, and I appreciate that she's my weird shit on Netflix hookup. Yeah. I appreciate it. I I need a hug. Yeah. Um, um, go on the socials. Yes. Follow us. Uh, like our stuff. Talk to us. Yeah. Tell us Tell us things. Yeah. We want to hear from you. Like tell- in an email. Yo, yeah. What's in the queue at gmail.com. Tell us what documentaries to watch. Yeah. Obviously, we like suggestions. Um, bring it. What What's the greatest thing you've seen lately? We want to know. Yeah. We're uh, dying to know. There's There's a Facebook. Mm-hmm. There's Instagram. Mm-hmm. There's the Twitter. We don't do Tumblr because we're very old. What's Tumblr? I think we've made that joke in the past. Have we? I think so. I think we have so many episodes that we've made a joke twice. Yes. Uh, yes. I legitimately don't know what Tumblr is. That's okay. All right. Um, hey. If you want a t-shirt, let us know. Yeah. Uh, if you want to make us uh, some theme music, please. Please. Hello. Contest is still going on. Uh, and definitely because... Well, we don't have a theme song yet. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Let's um, get out of here. Hey. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day, man. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's to the other mothers. All those other mothers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All five of you. Uh, uh, all right. Okay. Yeah. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.